This is The Grid, presented by Victoria College. Victoria College is a public, open admission college. Our mission is to provide educational opportunities and services for our students and the communities we serve. For more information, visit us at www.victoriacollege.com to schedule your tour. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of The Grid. Uh, my name is Jeremiah Sosa, the assistant sports editor of the Victoria Advocate. I'm here, as always, joined by Mike Foreman, our sports editor. And we have a lot of sports to get into today. Um, but first, we kind of want to start off on Flatonia Boys Basketball. They're, uh, they're going to the state tournament in San Antonio this weekend. Um, Flatonia, they're going to play LaRue LaPointer on Friday at 10 a.m. at the Alamo Dome. Uh, they defeated Thorndale 65-54 to in the Region 4 to a uh, region four to a final um, a few days ago, and Mike was there. He was he's been covering Fotonia for for you know the past few games that they've been in. Um, Mike, what what is Fotonia going to have to do against this uh, you know this Lapointer team on on Friday to kind of come out with the win and you know kind of put on for our area uh, uh, you know as far as basketball goes. Well, from what what I gather after uh, visiting with them and talking with them is uh, it a lot will depend on their ability to handle handle the pressure put on by LaPointer. Apparently, uh, LaPointers likes to press a lot and uh, put a lot of pressure on you. So that and uh, that one thing I will say for Flatonia is uh, they've done a good job handling pressure. Uh, they don't have many turnovers. Uh, their point guard, Luke Law, has uh, done an excellent job of handling the ball, and uh, that'll be key for them. Um, you know, we, we talk about experience. Um, I know a lot of people make a lot out of La, La Pointer. This is their 11th st state tournament appearance overall. They've been three of the last four years, uh, and this is Flatonia's first ever but uh, the thing about Flatonia is uh, these guys, they have seven seniors who have been playing together since seventh grade. So these guys are, uh, you know, they know each other. They're really a good unit. And uh, they've shown every sign of uh, being a team that, you know, uh, Flatonia deserves to be at the state tournament. And it's uh, just a matter to see, you know, um, historically, uh, this area has not been the strongest in basketball. Uh, and I think I pointed out that the last team to bring home a state championship from our area was Moulton in 1999. So that's been a pretty long drought, and uh, that's what Flatonia is trying to break uh, this weekend. And like you mentioned, you know, uh, it's it's been a while for, for our area to have a team, you know, go to the state and you know, good for Fatoni. I know we had a few teams, um, you know, knocked out a, a few rounds ago, like uh, El Campo and Edna. Um, but, you know, if this Fatonia team does, you know, uh, defeat LaPointer, they would either play Lipen or Newholm in the, in the state final. And, you know, just kind of looking at those two matchups, Mike, I know uh, you, you'd be there if, if uh, Fatonia would advance, you know, past this uh, semifinal round. Um, you know, what would you kind of have to see out of this uh, this team to – you know, get over that hump for this area and, you know, uh, if they were to win that, that semifinal game, you know, go to the final, you know, what would they have to do to get a, st a state championship for our area? One thing that uh, Coach Sodak, Chris Sodak told me, and I thought was very interesting and insightful, 
was he said the one thing he told his team is to expect something to go wrong when they get up there. But he says it's how you handle that and get past that. He said if you don't, you can't dwell on that or else things can snowball. And before you know it, you're down, what, 16 points or something. If you just, he said, you go on to the next play if something bad happens. You just keep playing through it. And uh, that to me is kind of a key. And, and you know, the thing is, with, which I mentioned, the fact that they have a bunch of seniors, I think plays in their advantage because seniors, you know, have a tendency to to handle things like that better because they've been there before and they uh, not necessarily the state, but they've dealt with situations before. So I think that plays in their favor. Uh, the other thing I, I think in, you know, playing in the Alamo Dome is a big deal because you're not used to that big arena. And it's different when you shoot the ball and things like that. It's not your normal environment. Uh, so a lot of times it comes down to who handles the environment better. Uh, you know, I, I don't know for the 2A, you know, semifinal and final, how many fans will be there. But uh, so it's it's a little different, you know, when you're playing in the gym like uh, last week where they played at uh, Buta Johnson High School. That gym was pretty packed. And obviously Alamo Dome, even though they have a, section of it, you know, marked off. I believe they even did that when the Spurs played there. But it's different, totally different. So uh, that'll be a big deal, too, I think, is uh, how well they handle the environment. Yeah, you mentioned when the Spurs played there, uh, you know, they played there this year against Golden State. And, you know, just I think Draymond Green, he was just saying how kind of the depth perception, you know, when you're shooting the ball is very, it's very different, uh, different from like, you know, regular NBA arena. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like going from, you know, high school gyms to, to the Alamo Dome. But um, but before we go into any other sports, we want to ask you coaches. Um, we're getting into that time of year where we're creating our all area teams. So if you if you can just send your all area teams to sports at vicad.com. That's S-P-O-R-T-S at V-I-C-A-D.com. Uh, we'd really appreciate it if you could just, you know, send, send all your players and Kind of get your players' names out there so that we'd be able to see them and kind of put up put them on their list. All right, we're going to move into some soccer, but before we do, let's get into this commercial from White Trash Services. I'm joined by BJ Nelson. BJ, White Trash Services, what is it, and, and, and what do y'all do? Well, thank you for asking. We gather trash in the counties around the Crossroads area. We've been in business for eight years, and we have dumpster, trash can, and roll-off companies. And, you know, y'all are y'all are big advocates for, for sports throughout the Crossroads region. Just what makes y'all want to sponsor uh, all, all high school sports throughout the Victoria area? High school sports are amazing. One, they keep kids out of trouble. It teaches them about character, teaches them about right and wrong, uh, how to do better in life. You learn a lot of life skills in sports and especially football. And how can someone get a hold of White Trash Services to start their service, rent a roll-off, or apply to be a part of your team? You can give us a call at 361 
850-1826. I have a team of ladies that answer the phone and gentlemen. So give us a call anytime, 8 to 5 during the day, and uh, we'd be happy to visit with you about any of those things. All right, well, back here on the grid, you know, as kind of basketball players are kind of, kind of wrapping up, you know, area soccer, uh, you know, playoff teams, playoffs are, you know, just getting started. Um, we have Victoria West. Um, they're not in the playoffs yet, but they're, they're going to play Flower Bluff in the district championship on Friday at 7.30 p.m. at Memorial Stadium. Um, you know, I've been covering the, you know, the West boys the past few games, and, um, you know, they 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 played Corpus Christi Miller this last game, and they, they defeated them 2-0. And uh, you know they, they look pretty good. I mean, it's not it's not remotely the same as you know a Flower Bluff team. Um, but you know, j- just getting that win after a tough loss to to East, uh, you know, that was their last game uh, before that Miller game. Um, you know, it was it was a good thing for them to kind of get back on track and you know get some momentum heading into that um, you know that district championship game against Flower Bluff. And the West girls, they'll they'll be playing before the West boys, but they'll be playing for. The third place position, they're going to be playing Corpus Christi King at 5:30 at Memorial Stadium, and you know, kind kind of similar to to what I saw with the boys. You know, they've uh, you know they had a pretty pretty big win over Miller uh, 5-2 um, before the boys game against uh, the same team. Um, but you know, I was talking to Coach uh, Courtney Stolenberg, and she was just saying how you know that 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 game wasn't really it wasn't really kind of a you know a test of you know their full of uh, their full strength of what they can be. She was just kind of putting some, some you know different players out there. You know, getting in some you know different rotations just to see, see what her team can you know possibly do. And you know they got off thirty shots in that game, so you know it was a pretty, um, you know pretty pretty lopsided game. But um, you know just good for them to, to you know uh, you know as well get some momentum heading into that uh, third place game, and then Victoria East, uh, they're going to be playing Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial on Friday. In at Cabinet Stadium in Corpus Christi for a playoff spot. Um, that's the boys' team, and um, you know them as well. You know they they beat West earlier this season, which was I think the first time in I I, I think it was seven years if I'm not mistaken. Um, but you know a big win for them to to you know give them some momentum heading into that you know this late stretch down the season, and you know they they've carried it and. You know they're they have a chance to make the playoffs, so um, you know it's, it's good for that team. And uh, you know, Mike, I know you you haven't you know covered soccer this uh, this season, but you know it's good to kind of see you know the West boys and you know East boys and you know West girls have some success uh, you know in this soccer season. That's right, and uh, we have some area teams, of course, that will be having. I know the Bay City girls are right back where they've been, uh, Coach. Darren Dable got, of course, over there does a great job. Uh, they made a deep run last season, and I know they're they're looking for it again. And uh, we do have a number of area teams as well. That the playoffs will start, I believe, in it's uh, like a week away or so, something like that, where they'll get ready to go. And uh, so I, I, you know, I guess uh, you'd have to look at the bracket, I guess, to know whether. You know, first or second seed is that big of a difference between West and Flower Bluff, but you always want to go in as the uh, district champion. We're going to about to move into uh, baseball and softball. Before we do, let's get into this uh, commercial from Thriving Financial. 
Thrivent is a proud sponsor of The Grid. Thrivent believes money is a tool, not a goal. Thrivent financial advisor Carly Herrig works with clients to create financial strategies that reflect their priorities and help them protect the things that matter most, like family and giving back. Carly can be reached at 361-223-7883 or connect.thrivent.com backslash true-path-planning. All right, moving into our final segment of the podcast, we got uh, baseball uh, coming up. Mike, you covered El Campo versus El Cuero. Um, the Rice Birds defeated Cuero 10-2 on Tuesday. Um, before the game, East uh, El Campo was ranked number nine in the Class 4A state poll. And Mike, you were there, and I know I read your story, and you were saying how um, you know El Campo they had uh, some some really good depth as as far as pitching. You know how impactful was that in in their win over Cuero on Tuesday? Well, it's very impactful. They used three pitchers, and uh, they all did a good job. They have a number of pitchers. Uh, very impressive. Uh, they have a chance to put together a run. I think the key for El Campo is going to be uh, hitting. Uh, they got they had eight hits, but they, they left like 14 runners on base. And you can't do that when you get in the playoffs because uh, you're going to face tougher pitching and you've got to get clutch hits. But, uh, I mean, I, they have the pitching. Uh, they play, They were a little sloppy in the first inning defensively. But otherwise, I thought after that first inning, they, they, they played pretty clean baseball, which is important. Uh, they, have, they have the ability to make a little run. Of course, uh, the biggest obstacle for uh, El Campo is they're, they're in Region 4, which is where Sinton is. And obviously, since the... Uh, the defending state champion returns a lot of guys, but that's down the road. So right now I know uh, El Campo opens district with Belleville, which is always a big rivalry and uh, they want to start out right. And uh, the only other two teams that we have ranked, of course, is Shiner, which is still number one in 2A. Um, Shiner, uh, they're going to be there. And then we have Flatonia, which got votes. And, of course, you know, Flatonia still playing basketball. So they have guys on that basketball team. So they'll get them back next week one way or another, and that'll be a big deal. And and uh, because uh, the end of this month is when uh, Shiner and Flatonia square off. So I'm sure they're already uh, starting to look for that. And, of course, we also have uh, some pretty good softball teams in this area. Correct, Jeremiah? Yeah, we do got uh, some good softball teams. Um, but before we do, I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, VIS, VISD baseball tournament. Uh, that's going to be going on this weekend uh, with East and West. They're going to be uh, you know, in a tournament with Beeville, Pleasanton, Toloso Midway, San Antonio Homeschool, and Tom Wall King's Homeschool. Um, and, you know, lo- looking at this tournament, uh, you know, it's a round-robin style. Each team gets uh, five games, I believe. And, you know, like we talked in the last podcast, but, you know, East has, you know, started off pretty well. They they won the Navarro, uh, you know, tournament a few weeks back. And, you know, you just look at this opportunity for, you know, for both East and West that, um, that you know, you, you get to, you know, have a tournament in your hometown and, you know, play at, play at a stadium where, you know, you're used to playing, uh, you know, against these, uh, you know, other teams. Um, Mike, what, what would it mean to, you know, both East and West, you know, perform well in this in this tournament uh, at, at Riverside Stadium this weekend? 
Well, there's no doubt uh, that, you know, winning the tournament is a great deal. But uh, I think for both teams, the main thing they want to do is get a look at a lot of pitchers because, um, you know, they'll jump right back into district play. In fact, Monday, I believe they start with spring break coming. They'll play Monday. So I think uh, that's that's their main, you know, goal right now is to see when they come out of this tournament, they want to to be set for the rest of district. Uh, you know, they've each played, uh, I think, one district game. I'm not sure if it was a crossover or whatever. Uh, that stupid, okay, I'm going to editorialize here, that stupid zone system that was put into place. But, uh, yeah, that that's the main key. They, they want to play well so that when they come out of this tournament and go back to district play, they're, they're where they need to be. Yeah, and I believe zone play for both, uh, you know, east and west, I think it starts after March 20th, I think like March 23rd or somewhere around there. But, um, but yeah, yeah, this, uh, this tournament will be a good uh, contest for, the, for them to get ready into those, you know, games against, you know, the teams in the south zone of the district. Um, and, you know, going back into softball, like Mike was saying earlier, uh, we have th four ranked softball teams in our area. In Class 2, we have Ganado, which is ranked second, Shiner, which is ranked fourth, and Weimer, which is ranked fifth. And then in three, Class 3, we have Hallettsville, which is ranked second. And those are in the TGCA rankings. And I, I covered uh, Ganado a few – actually, it was, it was this past week at the VISD softball tournament, and they played against Rockport Fulton. and you know, that was the first time, you know, for me seeing them. And it, I did a season advance on them. And, you know, Coach uh, Jordan Jones, she was just telling me about, you know, Macy Colency, how she was she was a big, uh, you know, big aspect in their run last year. And, you know, just watching them, she she came in and around the fourth inning and they were down. And I think she only allowed like two hits. And then, you know, they had a big, um, they had a big, like I think it was a big double in the, the fifth inning or so uh, to, to, you know, to, to win the game over Rockport Fulton. So um, yeah, just l looking at them and, you know, w w when I last covered them, they were 18, two and two, I believe. So, you know, they've, they've ha uh, got off to a hot start. So that was good for them. And then you, you look at a team like Shiner, uh, you know, which, you know, all three are in the same district and, you know, that, that district is just kind of a gauntlet just, you know, with those three teams and, you know, as well as other ones as, uh, you know, two, um, Mike, you know, looking at that district, you know, with Ganado, Shiner, and Weimer, um, it's kind of it's kind of super early on to kind of say, you know, what the outcome of that will be. But you know, when you, when you have all that competition, it just has to be good um, for for you in the long run. Just you know, going up against teams, you know, that are kind of the top of the state. No doubt. I mean, that district has always been uh, Shiner and Weimer have been, you know continuously tough. Flatonia's had good softball teams. Uh, now, recently, Ganado. Uh, there was a stretch there a few years back where I think uh, there was uh, four or five uh, consecutive state champions all from that district. I mean, that shows you uh, great softball played in that district. Uh, and obviously, uh, the teams that come out of that district are uh, have a chance to make a good run. And, you know, a lot of times they end up needing each other again in the playoffs. So uh, 
and you know, depending on who finishes first and who finishes second, uh, that could be a regional final game right there. So, uh, you know, that great district. Uh, and uh, so, you know, obviously, like you said, uh, playing that kind of competition has got to help you. Now we're going to be getting to some track. I know Mike's going to be covering the Gobbler uh, relays this upcoming week, as well as the Rice Bird relays. Yeah, coming up uh, you know, a little bit after that. Um, you know, Mike, Mike, you've been covering you know the area track uh, track meets for the for the past few weeks. Um, you know, what are you looking forward to see out of those those two meets? You know, upcoming. Right. Well, actually, both of them will be tomorrow. Uh... The Gobbler Relay should be really interesting. I uh, have a lot of good teams there. Uh, Yoakum's been really impressive early on. Uh, of course, Refurio, uh, they didn't win at Goliad. They had uh, some guys that weren't running, and uh, that that hurt them. Uh, Goliad girls uh, show a lot, and Goliad boys actually have a pretty good team. So uh, quite a few at Bay City boys will be at this meet. Uh, so you're gonna, if you uh, happen to check that out, you're going to see a lot of good teams at that meet, a lot of fast runners. And then, of course, El Campo, they've got, they've got some people coming in there, too. El Campo's just now kind of getting going because of their basketball players. You know, uh, some of their runners were on the basketball team that were in the playoffs. Same as uh, has been true for Edna. Edna has a lot of fast guys, but... Uh, you know, they're just now kind of getting to the point. So, uh, you know, this is uh, another early meet uh, that, uh, you know, this is kind of you take it step by step to where you hopefully are, you know, in your best shape and doing your best when you get to district, area, regional, and then hopefully state. So, uh, and one thing is I want to point out, I had some people ask me, uh, we're hoping that we can start running area track leaders maybe next week. Uh, then put those together, um, and I'm hoping to have them for next week. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of The Grid. Um, you know, one, just wanted to ask the uh, basketball coaches once again, if you could just send your all-area teams to sports at vicad.com, we would de uh, greatly appreciate it. Um, well, from, from me, Jeremiah, and you know Mike Foreman, our sports editor, I just want to thank you for listening to this podcast, and we will see you again next week.